hey everybody, it's us. You're about to listen to us for probably a long time, but we just wanted to let you know we've got a thing. Got two things. Oh, you're talking about the pilots. Yeah, okay. I was talking about our other two things. What's our other two things? Our private things. Our ding-dings? Our special purposes. Okay. That that joke went nowhere. You can move on. <laughs> I, no, I just kind of want to bask in this for a second because this is how Joke Corner goes for me. Hmm. I want you to wallow in it and feel it. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. This is how I feel every other week. Hmm. Nice, isn't it? Mm, not when it's me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't say who we are, but fuck it. You're going to hear in a second. I'm the loud one and he's the other one. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. For the purposes of this, we're just uh, generic announcers. Yes, we are. And uh, we just wanted to let you know, go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and you can get like three and a half hours of content for $4. Yeah. This is like the most awkward fucking promo ever. Well, I don't know. I thought our camping trip promos were kind of awkward too, but... No, those were produced ads. No, not the ads, but I mean like the... um, We did a couple... Well, I mean, I think we only did the one on that on 7.5. That got awkward. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, we did that once. Yeah, no, the actual commercials were great. Yeah. Well, this is a commercial. I know, but it's not very well produced. What? Huh? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's three pilots for shows that we want to do, and actually one of them will have launched already. Yeah. There's the Nerd Blitz Book Club, where we read um, Star Wars Kindred Spirits by Christy Golden, right? Those the prequel to uh, our first book in the book club series, which is Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Exactly, which is running for the next, I don't know, year and a half? <laughs> um, Probably ten months. If I remember exactly, it's nine and a half months. Book club is literally our baby at this point. Yeah, so any pregnant ladies out there, you can, you can time your trimesters based on the uh, Nerd Blitz book club. No, any ladies out there, get over it. We know what pregnancy feels like. <laughs> um. Well, cutting uh, 20 hours of audio of us talking about a book, it feels like childbirth. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's about as painful. But you should go buy the pilots for sure, for real, because it's, <laughs> once it's all cut together, it's really good. The second pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the Nerd Blitz Comic Con. Versations. Where we read Star Wars C-3PO, which is the comic that was supposed to come out a hell of a long time before it did come out. Yeah, it was the supposed to be in the ramp up for Episode 7, and then it didn't come out till like the ramp down after from Episode Blu-ray. 7. Yeah. Talk about Afterbirth, jinkies. And then the third pilot is for the Nerd Blitz commentaries where we watched... And talked over the Star Wars holiday special from 78. Yep. And boy, oh boy. And it's just as awesome as it sounds. It's as awesome as you could imagine. (laughs) So yeah, check those out. Again, it's tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com and it's only $4 for three and a half hours of content. Get that, check that out, and then sit tight because here comes the show.
gang, you're listening to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I am Doom. And I am Fitz. And we are Germans this time. Yeah, because why not? It doesn't have to make sense, man. <laughs> Has it ever? Oh shit, I gotta plug in my phone before I, I die on you. Oh, don't do that. 40%. Woo! I saved it. Um, yeah. What is this? Episode 20? We're here. We're German. Whatever. Yeah, episode 20. I thought I'd have more energy for this one, but I don't think I do. Hey, it's it's all right, man. As soon as we get done recording, I'm going to crawl into bed. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I went to bed at like 11 o'clock yesterday. Yeah. But Ma had a doctor's appointment at 1. So... So you got like an hour's sleep? Well, about an hour and a half. And I've been up ever since. Hmm. And it is now 9.30. Mm-hmm. The next day, a.m. Yes. That, I guess I should make that clear, huh? Yeah. So this is going to be interesting to see if I get loopy by the end of this and just start talking about fucking unicorns or something. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like this is going to be pretty low energy from the both of us, so... Hey, at least you're getting at least you're getting another episode, man. Yeah. And I mean, to quote the great Scott Mosier, not every moment rocks. It does not. <laughs> not even not even more than half. Yeah, tell me about it for fuck's sake. Yeah, I wasn't even talking about the show. I was talking about like real life. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um, do we want to tell them what we're talking about or just get to the fucking joke? Let's leave them hanging. Just go to the joke. Maybe that'll raise my spirits. <laughs> yeah, because it's done so well the last 17 times. Yeah, but I'm so low that anything might... <laughs> Don't put that much weight on me, man. Okay. Play the theme song. Doom's Joke Corner! Hey, this might actually perk you up a bit because it's a hillbilly joke and I know you love them hillbillies. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the deep south, Bubba called an attorney and said, is it true that they're suing cigarette companies for causing people to get cancer? The lawyer answered, well, yeah, that's true. And he goes, okay, and are people suing the fast food chains for making them fat and clogging their arteries with all them burgers and fries? Is that true too, Mr. Lawyer Man, sir? Lawyer said, uh, yeah, Bubba, but why do you ask? He goes, you know, because I was thinking about this the other night, and I was thinking maybe I should see one of them big-ass beer companies for all them ugly women I've been waking up with. What you think? <laughs> that That's, that's, that's the end of the joke. He probably has a case. <laughs> of beer or? Both. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that's okay. <laughs> I thought there was more to that, the punchline. No. I mean, I actually added to it because it was just like, I'm thinking about sharing one of them beer companies for all them ugly women I wake up with. That was it. So I tried to punch it up a little bit, but... <laughs> yeah, tough crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is low and the other one's fucking about to pass out. <laughs> oh, Christ. No, no wonder we're only getting like 30 downloads an episode now. Well, 
Well, Mo, it's 40. Yeah, 40. I still say Leibson was inflating our download numbers. I meant to ask you about that. They were pulling from iTunes and everything. Does SoundCloud do that too? I believe so. Oh, okay. I'm really hoping that they are just calculating differently. And yeah. it's not that we've lost like 80 listeners. No, I think it would only be like 30, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, if I we guess. we got 40. Yeah, I guess that's true. We were getting about 70, 80 within the first week of an episode dropping. Then yeah. it would still slowly get up higher over time, but. True. Well, I, I do know that a couple people, like, they stopped listening because they just didn't have the time to fit it in. Yeah. And I know they quit, like, listening to all their pods. And a couple of them have told me that they've caught up and marathoned the episode, so. But, oh, Christ, let's not talk about that because that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, let's don't, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, I want to hear about the episode nine news that you have. Oh, because okay. I because well, I haven't heard that. Like this is truly breaking news from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. It says, let's see if I can pull up the headline because my internet's dead now, so I can't get back into the article. But it says, episode nine, Star Wars episode nine is set to start shooting in early April of. This year, because it's now 2017 that they're listening to this, it's going to start shooting in early April because they're thinking it's going to have, like, a huge climax. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's the speculation, at least. Well, I mean, I would I would expect it to have a... I mean, it's the last in the trilogy, so... True. I would expect it to have a, a you know, a big blowout at the end. But apparently, if they're going to start shooting it two years, well... Two and a half years before the movie's scheduled to come out. Well, no, it would be two years, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it's come out in 19. Uh, yeah. Episode 8 comes out in 17, right? Yeah, so it's it comes out in 19 in May. Because after episode 8, they're moving to, back to May. release schedules back to May. Which, to me, it's just like, at this point, just let it December. Yeah, that was kind of nice, actually. I thought I would be like, oh, this is lame. There's too much shit going on, you mm-hmm. know, with the holidays and everything. And um, May is traditionally when these movies come out and does feels wrong. But you know what? Yeah. It, it actually felt really right for some well, reason. Well, I mean, at first it kind of bugged me. And then it was like, well, whatever. They're going to just have December releases. Then they said, okay, now we're going to move to May. And it's like, just stick with the tr- new tradition you're starting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would love for the shit to come out in May, but you didn't start that way, so fuck it. Just go with your new direction or whatever. Yeah, I wish they would fully embrace May the 4th and just release them on May the 4th whenever they come out. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Regardless of what day of the week it is. But no, they've got to push up to that big three-day weekend launch. Yeah. Which, that's complete bullshit, but whatever. Hmm, But yeah, that's... All the episode 9 news that I've seen. In the piece, I forget where I found it. I'm not pulling it back up again, because it takes too long. But, um... The piece said that it's weird... It was total film. The piece said that it is funny. We don't have... We don't even have a fucking title for episode 8, but they're already... They're already getting ready to shoot. 9, yeah. Yeah. Well... Which I agree with that. Yeah. Well, believe me, they've got a title for it. Oh, yeah. Well, we I just mean, don't know We don't is. have a title, though. Yeah. 
well, gotta stick to that schedule. So what comes out in what comes out in eighteen? Han Solo. Uh, well, with all the recent casting news, I would say yeah. Yeah, thought I heard it was gonna start shooting in two thousand seventeen. So I think it does come out in eighteen. Was that what? Isn't that supposed to start shooting like in January, or is it later than that? Um, it could be January. Cause I mean that would be really fucking weird. They're gonna start shooting nine before that. Yeah. Shit, must be a lot of effects in that one. Yeah. I guess, or or maybe um, like huge like Braveheart style land battles. In nine, that would be weird, don't you think? Yeah, I would think. <laughs> Doesn't seem like either side has that many troops, really, from what we've seen so far. The First Order doesn't have that many troops anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, they have less. They have considerably less now, don't they? Yeah. Because, I mean, at one point, yeah, they had a lot of troops, but no. Yeah. That is interesting. I wonder if the Resistance has, like, cells all over like the Rebellion did. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm still reading Bloodline. Yeah. Which I know that's not going to get into a, a lot of that, but I think it is setting up the seeds of where the First Order came from and how yeah. how how it was propped up or set up. So it'll be interesting to see if it if it touches on where the resistance came from as well. Yeah. Uh, but I would say I don't know. I don't think they're like cells like like disconnected cells. I think they're the resistance is I mean it's it's basically the de facto republic army or like a like a special ops arm of the republic army. Is it though? I think that's the way I understood it was it's unsanctioned like they the republic doesn't doesn't claim them or or publicly sanction their their operations but yeah. Their whole existence is to keep to keep an eye on Snoke and his first order. And it was all started because of Leia not wanting to give up or knowing that something's going on that, you know, the Republic isn't willing to publicly investigate or fight against. Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me grab my copy of Dark Disciple because I want to look at the timeline real quick. You know? Okay, sure. Because you got me wondering now where exactly Bloodlines falls in. Because I would think... Well, no, it's after all three Aftermath novels, isn't it? No, it's like 15 years after Jedi. Well, I mean, yeah, so you will see the seeds of, a lot of the seeds of how the Resistance survived or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, there, yeah, I mean, there was no, I mean, spoilers for Bloodline, but in it, Leia is back in the Senate. She's a senator. Yeah. And they're wanting her to become, they call, they're calling it the first senator or something, because um, they don't want to go back to having a chancellor, but they, they have decided now that they need someone to be like the uniter of the two yeah, side, okay. the two factions, you know? Yeah. Because there's two factions. There's the populists and the centrists. And okay. basically you could see that one side is what's going to end up breaking off to become kind of the first order well doesn't didn't the fucking first order basically pick up like exactly after jedi because no in shattered empire the fucking there's that whole bit with that robot with the message from sidious to continue yeah but i think 
And I think that's what uh, Bloodlines is getting into is the like the shadow world of these um, things that are in motion behind the scenes that nobody knows about. They're starting yeah. to uncover kind of like the um, like the clone army had yeah. been had been going on for like 10 years before anybody found out that somebody had started this um this that's kind of the same thing there's some kind of they're they're finding the trail of some like massive money movements and um training fighters or like mercenaries and yeah. and stuff they're they're uncovering all this while they're investigating something i forget what and uh, I think that's like they're trying to follow all this money to find out where it leads them to, to who, yeah. who's who's really behind all this stuff that's going on. And I think it's going to end up being Snoke. And so I'm going to guess that in Shattered Empire, like he's one of the people who would have gotten that message and and continued on. Of course, like this is 15 years later, so who knows what you know? Shattered Empire. You're right that that uh, Palpatine had that like dead man switch that you know, goes off when, when he dies or the empire falls and yeah. it's basically just like scorch the air, you know, burn everything. Yeah. Like fucking ramp it up. Go fucking crazier. All remaining, all surviving troops need to just keep fighting till the bitter end. Mm-hmm. Leading up to episode seven, they were talking about a lot of different factions of the empire. Right. Which, I mean, Shattered Empire kind of starts to lead you down that path in the title alone. And, like, the First Order is just one one faction, of those factions. Yeah. And that was a pretty fucking big faction from what I saw. Well, yeah, I would say it's the biggest. <laughs> yeah. Or the most powerful. It was, fucking, yeah. It fucking blew up an entire planet. Their whole solar system. Yeah, so I'm wondering if, like, eight or even nine are going to explore those other factions. It could be, yeah, yeah, could be, or that could mm. be that could be something that Snoke has done is combined a bunch of those factions. Yeah, you know, the, like right afterwards, there would there would have been splinter factions, and uh, that's why the First Order is the most powerful. Is he's consolidated a bunch of those into one. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's hard to wrap your fucking brain around. There's a lot of fucking ways they could go with that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what 8 and 9 are going to bring. There could be... Mm -hmm. Apparently, fucking 8's going to have Luke and Ray tag-teaming and doing fucking something. Yeah, it's going to focus on them a lot. And then, supposedly, Poe and uh, Finn, I think, are off on a mission together. Yeah, I haven't read any of that speculation about 8, really. A sexy mission. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to cover up with that coat. Oi. <laughs> Lord. This Obi-Wan theory, let's get into that. Okay. Because that might perk you up a bit. <laughs> Maybe. So, again, pulling from fucking Rebel Force Radio, uh, they had, what's his name, Anthony Bresnikan from... Entertainment Weekly. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. They had him on. He threw out a rumor, wasn't it? As to well, why. Well, I don't know. He says it's a rumor, but sounds like speculation to me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he got that from. Well, he may. Yeah. Okay. So there's two parts to this. The first part 
I think really is like a rumor that he's heard. And that is that they're not done with Obi-Wan in the sequel trilogy or in the movies, meaning somehow he's going to appear in eight and nine, eight or nine. Yeah. Which I don't doubt that. I'm sure he will. I'm surprised he wasn't in seven. I mean, he was in seven, but I'm surprised he wasn't physically, you know, physically in seven or well, or, or more, more prominent scene. With these fucking force ghosts, it's hard to fucking define what they are, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oy. Yeah, so I'm sure that that, I don't doubt that part of the of it or question that. I, I think that probably is true. They probably do have plans for, uh, for using Obi-Wan at some point in yeah. eight or nine. But then um, he takes it a step too far, in my opinion, by speculating that that's why they they have not moved forward on a an Obi-Wan standalone movie because you know he believes that Rey is somehow going to be related to Obi-Wan and they're going to reveal that in 8 8 or 9 and then that's Which, why based they don't on what to... they've said, it's going to be in 8 if it's revealed cuz they say in 8 we are going to find out like who her parents are. Yeah. So, um, so, so then he says that that's why they haven't moved forward on an Obi-Wan movie, um, set between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy because they have more of his story to tell in the sequel trilogy and they don't want to, I guess, potentially fuck up continuity by doing something in a prequel trilogy that, or maybe not even that. I think what he was saying is like, they're gonna reveal in eight like okay she's his or he's her dad grandpa whatever the fuck yeah. yeah and then they're gonna reveal that in like eight and then if they would do a standalone obi-wan movie it would tell you how he humped or who he met to you know set up ray's birth down the line right and well, as you know, this had me like all fired up the other day for no real reason. I mean, it's, <laughs> and it's not like it's that big of a deal, but the more I talked about it, the more I thought about it, it was just like fucking pissing me off so bad because, well, he makes, he tries to make the case that, oh, this makes total sense that, that, uh, she would be related to him and all of his reasoning is bullshit. None of it holds water. Yeah. And you know, it's wild speculation at best. And it's really a stretch in my opinion, almost as much of a stretch as the people who think that Ray is actually like the reincarnation of Anakin. Yeah. I think we've talked about that and it's like, and it's like, come on, dude, fucking for real. Like you think they're going to go that fucking whacked out. Yeah. That sounds like really wacky, cheesy sci-fi there. Or, or like, but I mean, what, why, why does it, why would you want to go that, that far out? It's it's unnecessary. Like the mm-hmm. story is, the story doesn't need something that fucking crazy to explain yeah. her birth. Yeah, you know, or just explain where she came from. I have I've heard too that oh, well maybe she's not not the like reincarnation of Anakin, but well maybe she's a fucking force baby like Anakin was, and it's like yeah well, yeah that too, but. That seems a little too snake-eating-its-tail, too, though. Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, my whole point is Rey is going to be Luke's daughter. If if she's not Luke's daughter, then she's Han and Leia's daughter. Yeah. 
that that's cut and dried. The end. And well, like I said, if they make her anybody else's kid, if she's not in some way related to Padme, I'm gonna be fucking pissed because it's like she looks far. I know I beat this drum a lot, but she looks far too much like fucking Natalie Portman to not be related to Padme. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, even so. Okay, let's let's look at it. Let's look at his his argument. Well, one of his reasonings was, okay, so in her force vision or force flashback or whatever. Yeah. Uh, why is it just Obi-Wan that talks to her? Why does he call out to her and not somebody else? Well, first of all, Yoda's voice is in there too. Yeah. Yoda, Yoda's talking to her too. So is Yoda her dad? Is, is, yeah. she, or is she the baby of Yoda and Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He She has to be Obi-Wan's daughter or granddaughter because... Obi-Wan's the only one that talks to her, and it's like, but Yoda. But, but Yoda, it was, yeah, he's not the only one that talks to her. And I mean, you hear uh, Vader in there, too, don't you? You hear his breath. You hear his breathing, and you hear Luke in there. Yeah, so it's like, she's hearing all kinds of shit that happened around the lightsaber, too. She's, have, she's having, like, a flashback of where that lightsaber's been, and then Obi-Wan and Yoda speak to her. Yeah. But it's like, by his reasoning that, you know, Obi-Wan talks to her or she hears Obi-Wan or whatever the fuck, it's like, okay, you hear Luke, you hear Vader, you hear Yoda, you hear Obi-Wan, there's more shit. Did these four fucking stand around a cup, jerk off into it, and then fucking take a turkey baster and splash that up into some broad? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) okay next reason (laughs) (laughs) well i do want to say something real quick though about that yeah because i've been thinking about it too and it's it kind of ties into something with rogue one which again we don't want to really i know we've kind of wanted to not talk about rogue one yeah. Well, by the time this comes, by the time this comes out, we'll probably have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing with Rogue One, um, when they recently announced that, like, there's no crawl on it and all that stuff, they specifically said that they want to leave some of those type of tropes, like the uh, flying text of the Star or of Star Wars, uh, the crawl. And maybe, like, the transitions and wipes and music and stuff. Uh, They specifically said they don't want to do that in the standalone movies. They want to keep that... Again, they were very specific, and you know they choose their words carefully. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to keep that stuff for the main uh, Skywalker films. And it's like, hmm, you know? That's interesting wording right there, because... As we found out with the tail end of episode seven, it looks like Ray's going to be our main character, right? So yeah, I think that goes without saying. That says to me, by what they've put out there talking about or justifying the way that they're making Rogue One, that says to me she's got to be a Skywalker in some way. Well, yeah, I think so. Real quick, I just realized. <laughs> what? We're a half hour in, and this is the main show, right? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm getting to yet? 
No. <laughs> Pull out your battleship game. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. Okay, well, let's wait until after this conversation, because we were getting on a roll, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah, so based on their own words, you know, the clues point to she's got to be a Skywalker, not mm-hmm. a Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So now some other theory that I've heard or some speculation that I've heard, which I guess could make me okay with it it's still kind of weird but was that luke found obi-wan's daughter and they made you know they hooked up so it's so she's actually a skywalker and a kenobi oh i'd be fine with that i mean that still seems kind of weird but that's better than you know the swerve of oh everything we've told you so far all the visual clues all of the all of the logical conclusions that you would have come to just watching episode seven yeah surprise it's she's not she's not luke's kid like even even people who are not star wars people are like well that's that's his daughter right Uh uh-huh so for him to come out and be like oh it's obi-wan's daughter here's my here's my like ridiculous reasoning for it and another one of his reasons was why why the the saber the lightsaber called to ray yeah well it's because obi-wan had it in his possession for like 20 years had it, he had it way longer than anakin or luke either one of them had had it i'm like what the fuck what kind of reasoning does that that does not make any kind of sense at all no because like as we saw in the clone wars the kyber crystal which is an essential part to a lightsaber yeah, it's it, like the it's like Harry Potter's wand. It yeah. it chooses the person that it wants to belong to. Yeah, and even if you take like the potential fact that she's a Skywalker out of the, the conversation, it's just like it that would have nothing to do with it. It doesn't have to be generational. I mean, it can be, but the lightsaber and the kyber crystal would just pick who it wanted to wanted to wield it. Yeah, but just because it's in somebody's possession for 20 years doesn't mean it has some kind of special connection to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think me and you talked about this in DMs after this happened. It's like, Maz had to have had it for a lot longer than Obi-Wan did. It's entirely possible. I mean, we have no idea how long she's had it. True, but I mean... But Episode 7 happens 32 or 3 years after Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah, yeah. So when did when did she get a hold of it? I'm damn skippy she had it for a little while at least because that fucking chest that it was in didn't look like, you know, it had been kept clean or it had just been put down there. It looked like it had been in the basement of that joint for a while. Yeah. So So I don't know. I don't know. All of his all of his arguments for why that why it was going to be Obi-Wan, she was going to be Obi-Wan's daughter. Yeah. It it was just it makes no sense. None of them hold any sort of water with me. Mm-hmm. And just to see all the news outlets pick that up and and run with it and start reporting that that's what's probably going to happen and stuff is just like, you guys are all fucking crazy. And, you know, I actually did listen to that episode of Rebel Force Radio. I don't know if you did or not. No, I haven't yet. It was almost like an incidental aside type of thing. Yeah. And a lot of the places that reported on it 
made it seem like, you know, they had a half-hour conversation with him doing a whole dissertation about why, you know, Ray was Obi-Wan's daughter or granddaughter. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I figured that was probably... uh, I figured the news places probably took it out of context or or made made it a bigger deal than what it was actually in the interview. Now that I think about it, like that whole bit about uh, Obi Wan having the lightsaber for a long, longer time or whatever. Now yeah. maybe that's in Entertainment Weekly. I don't know, but I don't think he mentioned that at all on RFR. Oh really? So okay, so he maybe he was talking about it in a. Uh... I'm thinking if you sent it to me from CBR or ComicBook.com, I'm not sure which. Oh, do I you think... think maybe they 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 added that? I think they that may. Was, that was their own. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think well, that might apologies, have been but... them extrapolating and being like, well, he said this, and, you know, what he says is a fact, so this is our facts based on that. And it's like, because, yeah, I did listen to that interview, and, I mean, the whole Obi-Wan Ray thing, now that I think about it, it lasted maybe three to five minutes. It wasn't that long. Yeah, okay. Maybe I should read, maybe I should listen to the interview before I get all worked up about it, but... Well, I mean, you know, it, I don't blame it, you because the way people were picking it up and talking about it, it was like he did. They made it seem like the dude, like I said, went on like a half-hour dissertation about how Ray had to be Obi-Wan's. So I don't blame you for that. And I mean, I, it doesn't change the fact that, to me, there's really only two legitimate explanations for it. Either A, she's a nobody, like if you want to make a if you want to make it like a surprise or a swerve, yeah, I would be way more okay with it just being she's just a nobody, and then the, and the, the the lightsaber just picked her. That would still annoy me. That would annoy me, but but not as much as trying to shoehorn in like, well, she's really Obi Wan's daughter, granddaughter, because Obi Wan had a what had a daughter, and who is she? Well, we don't know who she is, but. Because I mean, we're we're in agreement, right? That it's impossible for her to be his biological daughter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's there's no way that, there, that there's way no way she, to explain that, right? No, she'd have to be like almost forty. Yeah. Yeah. She's like twenty, very early twenties, right? So. I I think it's Obi-Wan, like Obi Wan. Obi Wan had 21, been dead for over. There, yeah. yeah, he'd been dead for like thirty five years by the time this happened. So. He'd been dead for over 10 years, but when she was born. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned a little bit ago, Obi-Wan having a daughter and then Luke hooking up with her. That, yeah. I hadn't heard that, but that, to me, I like the sound of that. That's a possibility. I mean, that is a possibility too, but then was that just a coincidence? Was that just an accident? Or did they know who each other's were? And if they did, how did she know to go find Luke? Or to search him out, or how did he know to search her out? You know what I mean? Then, then you know, because then that opens up a whole different set of way too convenient. Yeah, I mean, in a way, but after the prequels, with again Anakin's fucking midichlorian virgin birth. Yeah, we know the Force works in weird fucking ways. You know, so yeah, that to me makes sense. Like there could be just something that drew. Obi-Wan's daughter to wherever Luke was. Yeah, I guess that's true. Which, I mean, it's been talked about that maybe Obi-Wan had kids and people kind of just blew that off as like, he was a Jedi. 
And it's like, but we know that he hooked up with Satine, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think anything ever physically happened, though. Well, I'm not saying, like, they had a kid or something. I'm saying, like, they hooked up. I'm pretty sure they did something. I, I know the kid's probably not hers, but what I'm saying is, after that, I think it's kind of crazy to think this dude spent fucking 20 years on this planet just being like, fuck it, I'm going to stay in my cave and just watch. <laughs> I'm saying... Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's... I mean, I like that more than... I mean, there's something about that that I like. I, the fact that the fact that he is so dedicated to that, that he would give up everything else just to keep that kid safe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's nice and all, but I think at some point the dude got his dick wet on Tatooine. Possible. I don't think it's crazy to think that. And then, you know, the mother fucking got knocked up. She went off into the galaxy. And then somehow Obi-Wan's daughter came back or found her way to Luke, probably maybe through a some kind of force calling or something, or Luke found her or something. They had a kid, and that's Ray. That doesn't seem that crazy to me. It just seems like it would be a lot of explanation, though. True, but... If they do it like this, like the way I think it's going to go, which would be the obvious thing of it's Luke's daughter. Yeah. They don't have to say who her mother is. Yeah. They don't have to explain it. But if they're like, well, you know, well, Obi-Wan's you... Force Ghost comes and says, oh, you're my granddaughter, by the way. Well, then now then you got to fucking explain how all that happened. At some point, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they explain it in a fucking novel or a comic or something. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know you're not one for like, let's explain every fucking detail or something like that. And I know that you're of the opinion that a lot of this shit's not going to be canon in like 20 years or something. Yeah. No, but I mean just for the sake of a general audience, like... Yeah, I I think they'll just be like, she's Luke's daughter, fucking move on, all right? Right. And they'll explain it in a comic or a novel or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. I just I just think if they were to, to try to shoehorn in the, the Obi-Wan angle, it's just too much. Well, let's just go with this rumor that... Bresnikin said about they're not done with Obi-Wan and like we said earlier they would maybe kind of set it up in a not too obvious way you know in episode 8 that maybe there's some kind of connection there you could do Mm -hmm. the Obi-Wan standalone movie have him meet a chick and then throw your comic or your novel or whatever in there and explain it and connect all the dots you know yeah you just sow the seeds in the movies and then if you come to the conclusion yourself Without a novel, okay, but the novel is there to string it all together for you. Yeah, and and speaking of the not done with Obi-Wan thing that he said, I do believe that. I think I told you this, I'm not sure, but there was some some speculation or some rumblings that um, for Episode 7 that we would see, and maybe, you know, I, I think this would be pretty badass, but that we would see Luke having a his own, like, like fucking Force Ghost Jedi Council, where he would consult with Obi Wan and Yoda. Yeah, through the Force. We sort of talked about that because I think we came to the agreement that maybe that's why fucking uh, Yoda and Obi Wan were talking to her. Right. Because Luke, obviously, from the end of Jedi, they were kind of helping Luke through the Force and Anakin too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could see those three trying to guide Luke and shit, and then you've got uh, Qui Gon's voice. Yeah, now I see. I think 
maybe that would be less likely because yeah. he has no real connection to Luke. Like, he doesn't know who he is. So, you know, it, it makes me wonder if Force Ghosts can only appear to people who knew them. Okay, I'll give you that, but I mean, and again, this might be going too deep and too detailed, but what's to say that fucking Luke's like, okay, guys, I got a problem, and those three don't talk to Qui-Gon or something, because oh, that could be too. Yoda's yeah, that could, heard that his could voice, happen. and Obi-Wan's heard his voice. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ruling it out completely, I'm just, I'm just saying that might be a little weird yeah. to have a fucking round table of Force Ghosts, and one of them is a guy that he'd never met. Yeah. But, who knows? It would be even weirder just to have a spectral voice, an empty chair, and a dude going, <laughs> we're going to save her, or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'll give you that. Something that I just thought of while we were talking about this was, you know, you said how, well, so we were saying, okay, that's maybe why they talked to Ray was because they were part of Luke's council or whatever. Yeah. Well, so Luke, like, removed himself from the world, right? Yeah. So what if he stopped talking to them, too? I mean... That, I don't even feel, is something we need to speculate or, about or doubt. Like, okay, so he's he's cut himself off even from Obi-Wan and Yoda, and they're freaking out, and they know that he needs to come back in order to stop whatever Snoke is doing. Because I think there's no, I mean, there's no doubt that he's some kind of dark force user as well. Not Sith, but... Well, I mean, I, I forget what novel it is, but there's a dude... Or a kid or something that Palpatine takes to Jack. Oh, Luana. right. That's in that's in the, the second Aftermath novel, I think. Okay, yeah. So I think it's in Life a, Dead. A lot of people are speculating that that's who Snoke is. Who he was, yeah. Yeah, so he might have had a lot of tutelage from Sidious. Yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah. pretty clearly dark side. And if he is that dude, yeah, he could be Sithy too. But what I was thinking was, so he's cut... He's cut himself off, and now they know that the best way to get to the father is through the kids, right? Yep. They've already done it once. Yeah. So, you know, so they go to her, and then now what I'm not sure about, I mean, obviously they couldn't have guided her to Maz's castle, but as soon as she was close enough. Like a fucking tuning fork, or lightning rod, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like when she got close enough to it, that's when she that's when she got woke. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, it o- opened up that channel between her and Obi-Wan and Yoda, and they were both like, oh, shit. We got one! Yeah, I think it's a foregone conclusion, though, that Luke cut himself off from uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan, too. But, I mean, I think that's that's why they would have been like, okay, well, and let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's draw her in and get her to touch this and... <laughs> Then we can show her all the head. <laughs> and then we can show My dick, you will suck. <laughs> My dick, you will suck? Once. Yes. But yeah, I think I think that makes total sense to me. Yeah, I hadn't made the connection as to, like, that's why they, as you said, made her all woke and shit. Mm-hmm. But I have thought about that before. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he cut himself off from them, too. Yeah. But yeah, that makes even more sense to me. Like, he cut himself off and they were like, oh, shit. Okay, um, let's find the girl. And they could have been watching her this whole time, waiting for her to get, you know, somewhere, or waiting for the right moment. It could have been like a long con, in a way, to try to get somebody to Jakku, to try to get her to the lightsaber on whatever fucking Maz's planet's called, I forget. Takodano. Okay, yeah. That could have been years of them working through the Force, 
trying to just get her ass there any way they could, and they finally succeeded by fucking getting Poe to Jakku, and then, you know, everything Mm. with Finn, and her and Finn escape, and then Han picks them up, and they're trying to get everybody back together, and put all the players back in motion, you know? And then shit like Han dying, that, that wasn't part of the plan, but it's like, oh, well... Collateral damage and getting the universe back together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. That may also be kind of a reach, but, um, and maybe a little too complicated for just a general movie, but. That to me seems like another one of those things you can just fucking do it and then explain it later in a comic or a novel. Yeah, that's something that doesn't need to necessarily be explained the way I just tried to explain it. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to make sense of, trying to come up with reasons why those two would have reached out to her instead of anybody else yeah i feel you but i mean like specifically what we were just talking about you know the them obi-wan or yeah obi-wan and yoda working through the force to bring everything together that's something you just Mm -hmm. fucking do it and then explain it later you know you don't have to go into the fucking deep deep details like we just did in a movie because that would probably be boring as fuck in a movie well i mean it could be even as simple as just a throwaway or not even a throwaway but just like a simple one line and in eight where luke tells her i can't believe they sent you to me Mm -hmm. or something like that you know something like that and then you know the force works in mysterious ways or something like that too you know yeah and then expand on that later bottom line she's luke's daughter the end yeah (laughs) i mean otherwise otherwise nothing makes sense in episode seven none of the shit that they set up makes any fucking sense at all Mm -hmm. again they could just pull a swerve to pull a swerve to try and throw people off, which... That's what I was saying would piss me off. Like That's what I was just going to say. But that would just be fucking cutting their own throats. Yeah, all these people who think they're so clever because they're trying to think of the... They're trying to anticipate the swerve. Yeah. And I'm like, there's not going to be a fucking swerve, dude. Mm-hmm. It's This is a straight up Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't really have too many big swerves. Like, the Darth Vader swerve, yes. But otherwise, they're not... I mean, it's not really known for, like, out of left field swerves even even princess leia and luke being brother and sister was like oh yeah i can see that it seems like people are just focusing on the opera aspect of the space opera you know and trying to make it into a soap opera yeah wasn't there something else you wanted to say about the wars um was there i don't know (coughs) I, i can take a shot real quick because as we just realized we're still fucking playing battleship man Mm-hmm. This is like our fifth or sixth episode with this shit. Yeah. Um. If it doesn't end this time, I'm gonna concede. I'm gonna concede defeat. <laughs> I'm just gonna friendly fire sink my own ship. Oh, cool. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna go with C10. Miss. Fuck. There was something else I wanted to ask you about. It's something I think we've sort of talked about in the past, and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it at that point. Okay. And I have seen it now, so I wanted to know what you thought. Have you seen the Hobbit movies? I I saw the first one. I saw the first one in the theater, and then I we never made it back to see the other ones. And I haven't seen them on video. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh. You've seen all of them? Yeah, they had them at Walmart for $12 each. Wow. The extended cuts, too. Oh, yeah? Yes. So over, like, three nights this past week, me and Ma have watched them. Yeah. I mean, people gave those movies a lot of shit because, you know, they split the shortest book into three movies. Yeah. But holy fuck, dude. Yeah, it was good. The, the, the one I saw was good. It was 
it was long. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it had it had a lot of felt a little repetitious sometimes because there were so many false endings. I thought like where where it felt like it was the end of the movie, but it really wasn't. And then you go on to the next thing that feels like it's the end of the movie. Well, I mean, wasn't. that was just like Return of the King. Yeah. Because that, yeah. I mean, I think Kev did a bit on it. That movie just kept fucking ending and ending and ending and ending. Yeah. And then they all got on a fucking boat and that was just like, huh? Yeah. Well, I knew it wasn't over till the boat happened, so. Was that in the book? Yeah. What the fuck was that about? That's um, that's where the the elves, when they grow tired of the human world. Uh, or the world of man. Yeah. They get on these boats and they, they return to their, I guess, ancestral home or whatever they're, where they come from. They call it the Grey Havens. And it's, um, that's where they go and they can live forever. Okay. Where they're, they're immortal in that land. Oh. Cause in the movie, that was fucking stupid. Oh, well, yeah. Cause I mean, you don't, you don't know what it means really. Yeah. They don't explain it. It's just everybody gets happy and gets on a boat. Yeah. Really, it's like, it's almost, to me, it always felt like it was symbolic of um, of death. Like that's you, they're basically died in this world and are going to elf elf heaven. Yeah, yeah. Because I always wondered, I always wondered about that, and it was like, well, can't Frodo come back and visit Sam and them? No, once you go back, well, I mean, once you go there, you don't come back. Okay. That boat, that boat only goes one way. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, which is which is why it's so um, powerful that they let, or so meaningful that they let. Bilbo and Frodo go on the boat with the elves because nobody gets to go on that boat yeah. but the elves. Okay. But because they did so much and, and gave up so much of them their life yeah. to destroy that ring or whatever. They were just like, hey, it, let's uh, troll them a bone. Yeah. I gotcha. You take a shot real quick and then I'll go into the bit more on Hobbit. Okay. Um, D10. That is a miss. Um, E1. Miss. Fuck. So we watched all three of the fucking Hobbit movies mm-hmm. three nights in a row. And like, yeah, they probably didn't need to make three movies. But since they did, and there was a lot of it that I was like, huh, that doesn't seem familiar. Huh, that doesn't seem familiar. But what they ended up doing was like really using those three movies to bridge the gap between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Because as I said, it felt like two different writers wrote hobbit and then lord of the rings yeah because it felt like two different stories and then it's like oh yeah the bilbo guy that was in the other one he's in this too for like a minute Mm -hmm. well they really really fucking spent a lot of time setting up lord of the rings because correct me if i'm wrong but in the hobbit book did they really talk about sauron coming back i don't think so i don't think they talked about it at all exactly i didn't remember it either but like that's a huge subplot of these three movies oh really yeah it's that's when they fucking realize oh shit this dude's back he's gaining Mm. strength he's gaining power because yeah i don't i don't think they did i don't think that was and like you said it was kind of like two completely i mean it is two completely separate stories the only thing that uh, that connects them together is the ring yeah and the ring in The Hobbit, that's just an incidental thing that happens, really. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, that's, it's the, um, yeah, it's the incident, yeah, it's incidental, but I mean, it's important to the plot because otherwise he can't get, he can't get into Smog's lair without that ring. Yeah, but I mean. Or, or he uses it to become invisible to get in there. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, it's just like an incidental little tool that he uses. You right. don't get the, 
the feeling that like, okay, this is going to be important and set up fucking three books. Yeah. Like I said, there's a whole subplot where uh, Gandalf and another wizard, I think his name was Radagast. Yeah, that sounds familiar. He was, uh, I think it was Radagast the Brown or something. He's like really in tune with nature and shit. And he's got bird shit running down the right side of his face. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember him. Okay. Well, him and Gandalf uh, fucking have this really fucking cool team up moment with uh, Sauron, Galadriel, and Elrond where they're fighting the ring raids. In The Hobbit? In the fucking movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. Fuck, I didn't dude. remember this from the book at all. <laughs> but I mean, in the movie, it's so fucking cool because it fucking, like I said, it straight up ties it into Lord of the Rings and makes it like one six movie story. Hmm. So yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. That's another one of those things. Like if you want to borrow them sometime, just fucking speak up because holy shit, if you like the books and you like that whole world and shit, you're going to fucking fall in love and nut all over yourself watching this. I can't remember any of them right now because I'm fucking tired, but there's a lot of little quick references and shit, you know, nods tying to Lord of the Rings and whatnot. That's like, oh, cool. Oh, that's how the, okay. I see now. Yeah. Little Easter eggs and references that, again, make it seem like one world in one story, not two completely different stories written by two completely different writers, because that's how it felt to me. Yeah, I just looked it up just to confirm it, but but yeah, The Hobbit did come first. For some reason, I was I was thinking that he had written all of it and then was like, well, here's what happened before, and then that's what, that's what came out first was The Hobbit. I'm not sure. I think that might still be true, like... He, he had this so incredibly fleshed out to this world and the, the cosmology and everything that it was kind of like he had all this in his head. It says that The Hobbit came out first and the publisher was like happy with how it was received and the sales and stuff. So they, they asked for a sequel and that's when he wrote, wrote uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But as much material as there is, dude, I think he had all of this shit worked out when he wrote The Hobbit. Oh, I'm pretty sure he did because i think they said like they pulled a lot of the shit for the hobbit movies from the appendices and if you read like that shit there's a lot more detail in there than you know in the book so i don't think he just wrote all that shit in a small window he had to have had it plotted out because there's the history of that is far too rich to be like oh you want another one here let's do this real quick Mm -hmm. well it does say that in, in like the second and third editions, he went back and added some some notes and stuff to to tie it to Lord of the Rings. Okay. Like after those books had come out, so that's probably it. That could be like the appendices you're talking about, and some of it I think may have come from or been informed by the Silmarillion. Yeah. That is a fucking crazy ass book, dude. Yeah, I think Memum and I talked about that. Yeah, it, it's fucked up. I've never even made it all the way through. Why? Because like. It's if you thought Lord of the Rings was hard to read, yeah. do reading the Silmarillion is like reading a fucking Greek Bible or something. Oh yeah, because isn't that like almost like a textbook yeah, instead of it, like it really a prose is. novel or something? Yeah, I mean it. It's it's sort of prose, but it's yeah, it's more like I mean it's like reading the Bible or like a a history text. Yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, it goes into like the whole creation myth of Middle Earth and 
the the origin of the elves and the like the even star or whatever that Galadriel has. Which that comes that, into that, play yeah. in The Hobbit too. That thing that she gave yeah, to and, Sam or whatever. Um Is that what you're talking about? No, it's she didn't give it to she just gave them didn't she give them like a flask of some water or some shit? Uh in like a crystal in like a little crystal thing that he wore around his neck. Yeah, but it was some kind of light up thing too. Hmm. I don't yeah, I can't remember. I don't I don't think she gave him this thing. This thing is like an elf like fucking like crown jewels type thing. I would google it if I could, but I'm pretty sure that's it because it she tells him like it'll light his path or whatever. I don't think it was some kind of water, but I know she gave him all like rope and those cloaks and shit like that and then she gave him each like a special gift. That's in the second half of uh fellowship. Uh, the second half of the movie. I remember that. The Elisar. It was a green gem set in a silver eagle-shaped brooch. had the light of the sun within it. And those who looked through it saw everything that was, that was aged and withered as young once more. The Elfstone was crafted by blah, blah, blah. Holy shit. Hold on, advertisement. <laughs> oh, she gives it to him after they destroyed the ring? No. This jewel is... In Peter Jackson's film, the jewel is replaced by the even star, a silver necklace with a white stone, which is given... To Aragorn by Arwen and Rivendell. This jewel is probably inspired by a jewel that Arwen gives to Frodo after the destruction of the One Ring. I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, I. So, what was it that? I can talk hard. I can talk hardcore Star Wars. I can't apparently talk hardcore. <laughs> we need to get Mimam in for that so he can school us. No shit. But long story short, if you fucking like that world. Check out the fucking extended editions of the Hobbit movies. Because, as I've said before, I've read the Hobbit and I've read the first half of Fellowship. And I loved Mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This fucking Hobbit trilogy makes that so much fucking better. Because they tie it all together in a really great way. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Anything else you wanted to talk about before I go into my other thing I wanted to bitch about? No, go for it. Is this going to be your fuck this shit? Uh, no. No. Mine mine was the Obi-Wan thing, and yours is going to be this. <laughs> is that what we're going to call this episode? Fuck this shit? Because it's just us bitching yeah. about shit? <laughs> no, it wasn't what I had planned for my fuck this shit. <laughs> but, um, oh shit. Thinking about it, this is like way or a, a super long time ago from the time they'll be hearing this, but. Yeah, this is old news. They may have had a fucking rematch by no this time. Oh shit. Because the Rumble's. By the time they hear this, the Rumble's this month, and it sounds like there's going to be some kind of run in there, too, in the match. But fucking cut to the chase. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg had a fucking match at Survivor Series last month for us, two months ago for yous. And what the fuck? That bugged the fuck out of me. Because if I remember right, it was like a minute and 28 second match. Yeah, after this big build-up. Yeah, it. this big fucking hype build-up, and then 20, or not 20, but they kept pushing that, like, there's 12 years of fucking anticipation for this rematch. There's 12 years of anticipation for this rematch. Goldberg hasn't stepped in a ring since WrestleMania 20. What's gonna happen? Let's build this as one of the fucking greatest matches of the century. One, You can't miss this. And then fucking Goldberg comes in and squashes Lesnar in a minute and 28 seconds. That was fucked up. I think I told you this. One of the reasons it really pissed me off is as an Undertaker fan, you know? 
Right, because Lesnar beat Undertaker. Yeah, he beat the streak at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. And then Lesnar just kind of disappeared for a few months, and it's like, you fucking beat this thing that they've spent 21 years building up. Yeah, they gave it to you, and you, like, pissed on it. Well, not just pissed on it, you just fucking took it and walked away. Which, I mean, the blame for that goes on the booking, but still, it's like, what the fuck? And then they took this dude who's the beast, he's fucking, he defeated the streak, and then a dude who hasn't stepped foot in a ring in 12 years fucking comes in, kicks the door in, and fucking rips his dick off and hands it to him, walks out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you realize how weak that makes Taker look now, right? That some fucking dude who's dripping with ring rust can come in and just fucking destroy the dude that blew up Taker's legacy. Yeah, but Lesnar hasn't been wrestling for a while either, has he? He's, I think he has like four or five big matches every year. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know he was that active still. I thought he was mostly UFC. No, I mean, since he came back to WWE in, what, five, six years ago, he's only had one UFC match. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, no. it's He's been hardcore with WWE since he came back. No. Had a lot of feuds with Triple H, Cena, which that match they had, I think it was Lesnar's first big match back, which was after 29, I think. At Extreme Rules, him and Cena had a match. That was pretty fucking good. Lesnar busted Cena open with a few elbows to the head. Jesus. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was that bugged the fuck out of me for a few weeks now. That they just fucking made Lesnar look like a pussy against uh, Goldberg after Lesnar had fucking, you know, they gave Lesnar Taker's legacy. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of shitty when you explain it that way. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, because when it ha- when it when it happened, I wasn't really following it or anything. Yeah. But I did used to really like Goldberg back in the day. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to me. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. He's gonna come back. I was like, oh man, he he doesn't look too bad for not having wrestled in you know what'd you say twelve yeah. years or something. Yeah. Prior to Brock Lesnar, he was like the fucking beast. Yeah. Like the the way he's built and you know the way they you know the way they put him over as like this unstoppable. Well, I mean, that was... Because wasn't he like the wasn't he like the WCW champion, like, forever? Yeah, I think he won the WCW title in one of his early fucking matches and shit, and then he had, like, a two or three hundred match winning streak. Yeah, I remember it was, like, yeah, it was a long mm-hmm. time. And they made a huge deal out of that, too. Yeah. And then when, you know, Vince bought WCW, he had a few fucking meandering matches in WWE, but... Yeah, they squandered him nothing. there. He didn't go anywhere. Yeah, there, there was nothing big, and then they had that big match, him and Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. Did you ever see that? No, I never saw that. It was Lesnar and Goldberg, and if I remember right, Stone Cold was the uh, special guest referee. The special referee. Or maybe yeah. special enforcer is what they called him. I don't remember. Oh, fuck. The special enforcer. Yeah, that shit always bugged me. I know. This so mm-hmm. lame. It's just like, just make him the special ref. But again, that, that goes back to like classic wrestling though. That's like managers and valets yeah. and that, that goofy ass shit. Like, I like that goofy shit. What gets me about it is like, they're the special enforcer, which basically they're the special referee, but they're not the referee. There's another referee there. And it's like, mm. that don't make no fucking sense. That's never made no, 
any sense. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make any sense. The guest referee is kind of cool. That I like. I think that's funny. Because that you can do shit with, but the special enforcer, fuck that. They had that match, and I think Lesnar won. Or maybe, I don't, it's been so long since I've seen that match, I don't really remember. But that was Goldberg's last match. Was that what put Lesnar over? I think so. And then fucking Goldberg left and Lesnar left, which mm. that's... Lesnar seems like a dick, He kind of does. He's, he's, got, he's got some fucking emotional yeah. problems, I think. Well, I mean, he has had a lot of health <laughs> problems that allegedly fucked with his head, too. Because, like, they've had to take out a whole fucking ass load of his intestines or something because he had some kind of virus eating him or some shit. Oh, Jesus. And they... I've heard that that, like, really fucked with his head and shit. Hmm. But, like, when Lesnar left, that kind of fucked up wrestling, and we're still feeling that to this day because Vince didn't want to put anybody over after that. He didn't want to build up a huge star because he spent, like, five years making Lesnar, or, no, it was, like, three years making Lesnar, you know, the big shit, and then Lesnar fucked off. And he just jumped over to UFC. Uh So that's why, like, Cena was the only dude that was anybody in WWE for years. It's yeah. because of Lesnar, and people try to fucking shit on Cena for that, and it's like, well, that's Lesnar's fault, you know? That's why Cena was the only guy that got built up for years. I thought it was just because he was the only one that had half a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, I anytime I ever happened to flip over to wrestling or watch some clip on CBR or something... Yeah. Or comicbook.com. Like, these guys don't fucking impress me at all anymore. Oh, yeah. Their personalities are fucking dog shit. I mean, a lot of the dudes... Nobody has a good gimmick or a good personality anymore. They're all just... And that's why I started getting out of it back in the day, too, is everybody just started becoming an asshole. Yeah. That was was the gimmick was, oh, I'm a street tough asshole and I don't take no shit. You know? And I was like, okay, I guess. Well... That's not really entertaining to me, but okay. It's like, since I've... I was forced to get out of wrestling because we lost cable and shit. A lot of these dudes have come up from the IW... Well, they've come up from the indies and they're like heroes in the internet wrestling community, the IWC. And they're all fucking basically cookie cutter. And you've got some that like... What's this fucker now? I think his name is Seth Rollins. People are in love with him and it's just like... Yeah, and and even their names are like... I can't keep anybody... I I can't tell the difference between uh any of them. They're just so fucking generic and shit. Yep. I mean, you don't have cool names like fucking to, you know, make somebody distinct anymore. Like, yeah, you have plain Jane names like John Cena, but John Cena was facing people like Edge and Triple H. Shit that sticks out in your memory, not just like, tonight John Cena's facing Bill West and Frank (laughs) Jeffries. They all sound like jobbers that just got... Mm-hmm. They sound like fucking accountants. <laughs> yeah. And not like IRS. Seth Rollins, what a tough guy mm-hmm. name. But like there's him and then there's this dude, AJ Styles. I've heard of him Ugh. too, yeah. Yeah, they just all sound they sound ridiculous. Like they they sound not to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I saw him because he was big with TNA. That's the number two now. Yeah, unlike, you know, people like Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Yeah. Or, uh, like, come on, give me some shit like that. Well, I mean, that, they had something like that a few shit. years ago in of course, Umaga. Of course it's all, <laughs> of course it's all really fucking racist and not PC yeah. now. 
like the fucking Iron Sheik and old uh, fucking uh, Nikolai Volkov yeah. and all these fucking racist stereotype characters. Yeah. I mean, you can't have those now, but no, but that, like that was entertaining, man. That was that shit sticks in your brain. Seth Rollins, I don't. He could be a fucking dude off the street. I don't know mm-hmm. that guy. Well, like a, this fucking AJ Styles dude. He was big in TNA. He was like one of their top homegrown talents. They dropped him and he went to ROH. I never watched TNA because it was basically like WCW was in the 90s. Once you were done with w- or WWE, you went to TNA. Because they got Hogan, they got fucking... Oh, yeah. Okay. All those guys. Foley went there after him and Vince had a bit of a tiff. And it was just like, ugh. I don't want to see these guys trying to be what they were up in New York. If I want to watch them, I want to watch them in New York where they can be... Who they've always been, you know? But this AJ Styles dude, I seen him in ROH. And I'm just watching him and it's like, this dude looks like the type of dude that the IWC would fucking wet their diapers over. And turns out he was. (laughs) That's where he came from? Yeah, he's a fucking internet wrestling darling. If you check wherever these fuckers talk about wrestling now, they all love him. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not either. But it's just like punk. <laughs> Everybody loved punk, too. And Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, that's another one I know. But at least Daniel Bryan and punk had some talent. They can both work and talk. This AJ Styles dude, from what I can see, he's just all flash and no substance, you know? Which, that's a yeah. big problem with ROH. I don't know if you know anything about ROH. Do you? Is that Ring of Honor? Yeah. Is that... I thought Ring of Honor was... Uh was actually a fighting like a ufc type no that's the number three wrestling company i must be thinking of something else then you might be thinking of like bellator or something like that bellator that's what i'm thinking of yeah yeah well roh i mean that's really the only wrestling i get to watch anymore and i don't watch it often because their shit it's real spot heavy where it's like oh yeah i hate that too yeah it's like somebody will do a fucking moonsault or something off the top rope yeah go for a pin they kick out then somebody fucking hits their finisher go for a pin they kick out and then you they'll go up and slap the dude and that's how they get a pin mm. and it's like that no you know there's no logic to that at least if you go back and forth with finishers and then you get a pin it makes a little bit of sense because you're wearing somebody down not like you fucking clothesline him hit an arm drag and then you pin and get the win after this dude just fucking unloaded all his big moves on you doesn't make much sense but anyway what the fuck do i know about as much as i do <laughs> uh and speaking of which ain't much apparently speaking of it's your turn to take a shot uh oh fuck j3 j3 wait not j3 i meant uh c3 what the fuck did i say g3 j3 i was gonna c3. say that was a hit i'm looking at ago. i'm looking at c3 and i said j3 <laughs> C3. That's a miss. How about E9? Yes. Fuck. <sighs> Take another shot, man. B5. Was that B5? B is in boy. Okay. That's a miss. B is in blow me. <laughs> no. D7. Miss. God damn, come on. Um F10. F10. Let me find F. That's a miss. Hmm. C3. Miss. Bitch ass. 
E7. Was that E? Yep. As in Eat my asshole. Elephant Titus of the Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's a miss. Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so, do we? No, I don't think so either. I, I just went through a long fucking whiny bit about The Hobbit and then a long whiny bit about wrestling. Neither of those was really planned, but... <laughs> <laughs> a5. Miss. Bitch. Do you have a fuck this shit ready to go? I4. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Fuck. I4 is a miss. Could you come up with one if you needed to? Um, yeah, I'm sure I could. Okay, I'm gonna go with G3. Miss. Fuck. I'm gonna go with G6. That's a miss. Mm. <laughs> this is just getting sad at this point. B9. Miss. Fuck. Where are you? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Somewhere on I'm the board. In, I'm in, I'm in J. Oh, well, fuck. I got three options there. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to give you a hint or not because I don't have a lot of op- options. No, you don't have to give me a hint. Uh, are we just going to give up on this? H9. H9. Oh, Christ. It's a miss. It's fucked up, man. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll take the hint. <laughs> J5. Miss. Fuck. <laughs> Um, B2. Did you say B2? Yeah. B as in... Boy. You already called that. Oh, fuck. Uh, B... B6? That's a miss. If you're wondering, I ran out of, I ran out of pegs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm nearing the end of mine. Um, J1? Miss. God damn it, dude. Going the wrong direction. I see that. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Do you, uh, are you going to take another guess or am I going to just start firing? Um, firing at will. Um, J9? J9 is a miss. Christ. Oh. You are J9? Hit. Hey! Found you. <laughs> okay, take another shot so we can sink this bitch and move on. Um G2. G2? Yeah. <laughs> you already called that one. G3. That's a miss. J8? Oh god damn it, dude, <laughs> miss. <laughs> 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 Ah, shit. Ah. Well, at least I know where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) It's just fucking asking to be hit now. (laughs) It's literally turned off its engines and is sitting still in the water. It's just sitting there smoking and we're shooting all around you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, the crew is like six miles away in the rowboats. (laughs) Yeah, they already abandoned that bitch. Take a shot so I can end this motherfucker. Uh, maybe. Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, D8. What was that? D8. D8. You already called it. <laughs> D9. Uh, D9? D9, yeah. Yeah, that's a miss. 
I'm gonna sink you. Right, fucking end this. I'm gonna sink you, and I'm gonna let you know that you've just hit all around me. Oh jeez. Uh, I nine. What? No, dude, miss. Bullshit. Don't forget, we had to re we had to move shit around. I n- oh, did you fucking run out of pegs before? Um, I don't know. Oh. maybe we're just hold on, hold on. That last shot. Yes. The the one that hit him, it spun him around in the water. <laughs> And now he is an I-9, so guess what? You win. <laughs> oh, God, this is a comedy of errors. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Battleship, and we're never doing that again. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. I'm closing that. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with that. Christ, play the fucking theme song so we can get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, if you can think of something, you go first. Mm. This is fuck this shit, just so you know. Fuck. This. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm gonna cut this into a thing for YouTube now. Because that was such a fucked up non-ending... <laughs> I'm guessing you had your ship at J9 and J10. Yeah, yeah J10 was already called because okay. I went after all the corners except A10 way a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. See, I don't. I wasn't keeping track of your missed shots. So that's the problem. You know, you're supposed to do both, right? No, I didn't know that. But... <laughs> You're also not supposed to drop the thing in the on the floor and have your ships come loose. This is true. So, it, it, you know, if you if you manage to do that, you don't need to keep track of the uh, true of the missed shots. Very true. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, we didn't want to tell you last time, but he dropped his game and he we had to do a mini reset. So I'm limping home with my two whole uh, ship, huh? Yep. Christ, I'm yeah. I'm gonna take my pegs out now. What a clusterfuck. <laughs> We've got some shit that needs to be fucked. That sounds weird. Yeah, that didn't come out right. Nope, not at all. Um, nothing getting your Irish up today. Am I gonna fuck? No, I think. Yeah, no, not really. Um, how about my fuck this shit? Since I'm looking for a job and I'm on all these recruiting sites and stuff. Yeah. I've got my resume on Monster and all that shit. I'm going to I'm going to put out a fuck this shit to recruiters who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground and can't even look at my resume and know the things that I'm qualified to do. Yeah. So they flood your inbox with all these positions, all these exciting opportunities and they're all fucking things I don't know how to do and I'm not trained and have no experience doing. And you're like, "Can you even read? Can I have your job?" Yeah, can you read? And and not only that, they're in like fucking Washington state or I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm not moving, so... Not unless you're going to pay me fucking big bucks. Even then, probably not. True, but... but... You could at least... You could at least uh, send me things that are even remotely close to what's on my resume. Yeah. Stop wasting my fucking time. People don't fucking read anymore, man. No, well, they don't. They just put... Well, they don't care. These... Some of these recruiters are just like... Trying to look busy? No, they just, they're just they just throwing out a line. They're just chumming the water and seeing what 
what they can catch, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, they make money on however many people they can get jobs for, so they're just going to throw shit out there and see what sticks, if anything, you know, if, if anybody bites on it. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? None of this shit is for me. Wowzers. So fuck all them fucking assholes filling up my fucking... And they're all unsolicited. They're all, like, people that just find me on LinkedIn or monster or something they're like oh i came across your resume and here i'm gonna wanted to reach out with these fucking 18 job opportunities that i've already fucking seen and passed over on monster speaking of linkedin what the fuck is that because there's a couple people i've made youtube videos with who keep sending me fucking linkedin requests and it's like what the fuck is this shit it's some worthless bullshit it's just a place to put your professional uh it's like a professional facebook well, I don't use fucking unprofessional Facebook, so fuck that. Yeah, I mean, not not professional Facebook. Like, it's like social media for, for your professional life, for your work life, I guess. Well, the shit that I do has a lot of swearing in it, so it's not professional, so fuck LinkedIn. Yeah. Ugh, give me a fucking job making dick and fart jokes and we'll be fine. Because nobody's doing that. Nah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um. But that's all I got. They, ir- they irritate me. I figured, yeah. Or the fuckers that will call and want me to call them back with no details of of the job other than, I have this blah, blah, blah. I have an exciting no... opportunity. Call me back. My number is 555-555-555. Yeah. It's like, well, how about you suck my dick? Yeah. I have, I have an exciting opportunity for you. Between my fucking legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I keep getting ones, I keep getting ones from like clearly like Indian uh, recruiters, yeah, like with crazy names, and it's like, I don't even. Where the fuck are you even based at? Like, and their their English is really broken, and yeah. their writing is terrible. And it's like, is this a fucking scam? Are you fishing me right now, or is this for real? Doesn't it fucking annoy you though when you call tech support and they're like, "Hello, my name is Tiffany." And it's like, did you say your name is Tiffany? Your name ain't Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. But, but yeah, but it, it just it immediately throws up a red flag like, oh, should I be suspicious of this? Uh-huh. I'm fucking suspicious like, of hello, everything. Hello, hello, I am a Nigerian prince and I have an exciting opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would think as long as that shit's been going on, people wouldn't. Well, and what makes it worse too is a lot of them, the ones that are like that, they also, they also want you to reply with your name, your address, your. Bank account. Like basically your, yeah, basically they want you to put all your information in this in this email and send it back to him. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm stupid, all, but I'm not that to, stupid. Everything you need to know is already on the internet. You already found me on one of these other sites. You already know everything you need to know about me. Yeah. And if that's not enough, suck my asshole juices out of a goblet, motherfucker. Whoa. Okay. Uh, since fucking Disney bought Lucasfilm and got Star Wars and all that shit, and they... Wiped the slate clean and fucking threw the EU out. All of their fucking paperbacks are $9.99 in the US of A. And what's even fucking crazier is, in Canada, they're $12.99. That's fucking nuts, man. The fucking old EU novels were like $7.99. All they did was like add an inch to the size of them. Uh, oh, because of the larger format now? Yeah, they're... I forget what the format's actually called. It's between the normal paperback size and what they call the trade paperback size for a novel. Yeah. Which, like I said, it's... Yeah, I find those I find those to be kind of annoying sizes. 
the in-betweens. Yeah. Well, anything other than a for a for a paperback novel, anything other than a regular paperback novel size, I feel is a little annoying. Yeah, because I've got the uh, Life and Death of Superman novel, and then the novel for the first uh, God of War game. Those are big, and I don't like them. Yeah. Now I've I've had some uh, a long time ago that were like they were like the width of a regular paperback, but taller. Yeah. That's even fucking more annoying. Well, that's like, how what the, the fuck. That's how the Star the fuck Wars came up with this size. Oh, they're t- they're taller. They're just yeah. They're just like an they're inch not, and a half. They're not wider. So they're just taller. taller. Oh fuck that! I hate that. Uh huh. Plus, it fucks up my bookshelf. Exactly, because now it's like seven and a half inches tall, as opposed to I think it was like seven inches or six and a half inches. Yeah. All they did was added an inch to the height of it, and they added two dollars to the fucking price. That is ridiculous. I could barely afford the fucking things when they were seven ninety nine at. Ten bucks? I ain't buying them anymore. I've got two of the new canon books. Yeah. Well, shit. That's like, I mean, uh, a hardback you can get for twenty bucks. Yeah. Twenty-two. So it's just like fucking save up a little bit more and get the fucking hardback. You know. Yeah. Fucking cunts. Yeah, and if you did internet, you could get uh, you can get them cheaper than that. Yeah, I know. Especially older ones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's my fuck this shit. That annoys the shit out of me. I know I'm not bringing my usual fire to it, but what the fuck? This is going to be like yeah, episode... Yeah, that is annoying. This is going to be like episode 7 when we talked about Scooby Apocalypse for the first time, where we're real laid back. Yeah. I can see it now. I think I do better with evening recordings. Yeah, I do too. I don't know why. I'm just too tired in the morning, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to let off that steam at the end of the day, mm-hmm. all that built-up bullshit from the day, and then fuck it, go to bed. Yeah. Uh, so let's bring this bitch in for a landing, huh? What do you say? Okay, landing gear are lowered. Okay, so for our thank yous, uh, at the J Sarge, he's uh did our intro music stuff for this pod. He did the um music for our new segment we didn't do this time, <laughs> and then. He's got music that you can check out at remedialm-theory.bandcamp.com. Um, and then for our logo, at Sherry Says, you can find her uh, on Instagram at instagram.com slash Sherry Says. Both of them are real awesome fuckers. And I'm sure they appreciate being called fuckers. Well, what do you want for free advertisement? <laughs> and then for our bullshit, don't forget, right now... We're weekly content providers, the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I meant to mention this at the beginning in case there's a bunch of assholes out there who skip the end. Book Club, Nerd Blitz Book Club, that's on the off weeks from the main show. Um, for the first 19 episodes, we're talking about Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden that I was looking at earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. It's like an hour of new content every other week as opposed to this shit where it's like an hour and a half. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network at highaltpod.net. We're on SoundCloud. And go to nerdblitz.com for all kinds of shit. You can find everything we do. Search NerdBlitz on Twitter or no. Nope. <laughs> Search NerdBlitz on YouTube. There you go. Uh, there's all kinds of exclusive shit there that apparently nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Go to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitz slash shop, which 
Uh, I wanted to give a thank you to it's Jessica P. Montgomery Photography. Look into that. She bought one of the logo shirts and said she's going to throw them on a model. Or throw it on a model. Yeah. So Sexy. It is, because she's got quite a few fucking hotties. You know? Mm-hmm. I've seen her I've seen her pictures. That one model she's got, her name's Logan. Holy Christ. <laughs> Doomy got a crush. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Focus. I was gonna say, apparently I get uh confessional when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, focus, focus. Uh, I was thinking of mall rats, fuck us. What? <laughs> um so yeah, thanks to Jess for getting that shirt. Hey, Gross, you're not the only one with the damn thing anymore. Yeah. Camping trip in the Nerd Bliss Pilots. Go to tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com. Check out that shit. Yes, please check out that shit. Pilots is three and a half hours of shit. Three pilots, four dollars camping trip. It's three and a half hours of shit. The audio drama in a two-hour podcast where we break it down, that's five bucks. Um, I'm at the Scooby-Doom, you're... At Fitzman73. And together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. It feels like the wheels have come off at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is like a fiery crash. This The landing gear just got crushed I know. out of the fuselage and we're skidding across the tarmac. <laughs> I know, we're about to hit the fucking fence. But anywho, until next time. Bye. Did I do a voice at the beginning? Uh, you did a German voice. Oh yeah, that's right. Say bye again. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. That sounded sexy German, didn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Like, come here. I want to give you some of my chocolate. It is white chocolate. Oh, gross. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.